I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, July 23, 2019. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have in our hands? We have a market that is doing what? It's testing the high of the breakdown candle. We've previously called that candle the fugly candle. If we close above that high... First, obviously, hourly is the first signal. And then if we close daily above the high of that candle, and for point of reference, the high happens to be 300.07, closing above that price, and we may open above that price Wednesday morning. We don't know yet. It's completely possible. If at any point the daily chart closes above that price, it wipes away the fugliness of that candle, All this was was then just a pullback in the middle of an uptrend that is continuing. And we talked about this, I believe, over the weekend video, but at least once or twice. This is a market that continues to do the same thing over and over. So we go up, a pullback, we go up, a pullback, we go up, a pullback, and we go up and we'll see if we continue up and then have another pullback. Now, in the middle of all that, Each and every time there was a pullback, if you go back and look at the news articles around those dates, you'll find that everybody got bearish very, very quickly. Why do I bring that up? Because every single night we start with what? We start with understanding the big picture. What's the big picture? The market's in an uptrend. We're above all the moving averages. There's nothing technically wrong with this market. We have to and must start with that premise every single day until and unless that premise changes. Where does that premise change? 295.48. That's the red line. Now, some traders will say, well, I'm short the market right here because I think it's going to go down tomorrow. That's fine. I don't think it's going to go down or I don't think it's going to go up tomorrow. I think neither. I'm using the 80-20 rule. In a situation like this, when the daily chart or weekly chart or monthly chart is in an uptrend near or at all-time highs, above all the moving averages, what I do know is that under normal garden variety market conditions... We're not going to get that pull the rug out day tomorrow. We will get that pull the rug out day. We don't know which tomorrow it's going to be is my point. If the market went down one point for every time somebody put in the comment section under the video, the market looks like it's going to go down tomorrow. If the market actually went down one point for every time one of those comments were made, the S&P 500 would be negative. Let's go through some additional charts like we did last night. So what did the 240-minute chart do? You see this big breakdown candle here? What that was was the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew making it look like they were going to break to new lows below this pivot low right here that came in on the 18th at the 13.30 candle. The 13.30 meaning 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And the reason I call it the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew is essentially they made a higher low and obviously have now taken off to the upside. 
And in terms of the 240-minute chart, we've now closed above that breakdown candle. So that is a step in the right direction for the bull case. You see how we put the pieces to the puzzle together? How about the 120-minute chart? Similar routine, made obviously a higher low. It's the same chart. We're above the moving averages, but we haven't yet closed above this breakdown candle or this pivot high. And that coincides with what we were seeing on the daily chart. Hourly chart, same routine. It's in an uptrend above all the moving averages, working its way higher. The only issue for today was the market ran out of runway. They just ran out of time. Let's pause here and take a little learning expedition. What do we have here? We have a move lower and then essentially a bear flag pattern. And you would think, and we've discussed, that these generally will play out like that. We talked about the 295.48. The preparation was for if the market did come down there, was that price level going to hold? But none of that happened. A, how can you tell it wasn't going to happen? And the answer is, you can't. We go on the premise of the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, that's going to be a bearish pattern, a bear flag pattern that does have a continuation move lower. But the other percentage of time, and whether it's really 25% or 20%, that's not the point. But the other side of that, the 20% of the rule, the same energy that would have been released to the downside will then be released in the other direction. That's what's happening now. Are the shorter time frames confirming what we just saw on some of the other charts? And the answer is yes. Everything is in an uptrend. We're just into some overhead resistance only as a result of this being a former important number. How do we know that that's an important number up there? Only because the market told us it's an important number up there by virtue of getting rejected in that area. I'm referring to the high which comes in at 300.07. What was the high today? 300.03. No accidents, no coincidences. Let's have a different discussion for a second. We're talking intraday. I hear stuff all the time like, it's impossible to trade this market. It's totally rigged. Everything else under the sun. We hear it all. I want to take a different perspective. Here's today's copy of Inside the Numbers. Stay with me on this. It's important. Let's go right down to the pre-market morning notes. It's Turnaround Tuesday. Not that the market was going to turn around, but it's just called Turnaround Tuesday. We talk about what the market was doing. It was up around the big fat round number of 3,000. What are they trying to get to? Over and above 3,000. We talk about the bogeys on the south side. The bogey was in that 29.92 to 29.94 area. Not being able to maintain an early rally would be a negative signal for the market. But closing back below 29.91 would send it back down even farther. All right, the rest of it really doesn't matter for this. Let's go to the midday update. So the market took a bogey in the first hour. They went down to test the area noted in the earlier commentary. It's a quiet market again, and making another attempt to get over the big fat round number of 3,000 is likely. Getting above, closing hourly above, should send markets on another leg higher to 30.10 and more. But look what was in the last line. First, they need to close hourly above 29.96 at least. They're having trouble with this area. Remember that number. And then there's some more stuff. And of course, we talk about HOG, 
That was one of the trades from the stocks on the move list. We'll get to that in a minute. The mid-afternoon update is the ES closed the hour that was at 1.30 p.m., slightly above the price listed during the midday update. That was the 29.96 price. Then they took off like a rocket. And the rest, as they say, is history. But let's take a closer look. The vertical line demarks today's session. So everything to the right of the vertical line is today's activity. We're using a five-minute chart so that you can see everything. First, we have to go back to inside the numbers to show the numbers so you know I'm not making them up. By the way, check out the hog trade at an entry price, and this was posted before 9 o'clock in the morning, $32.83. Finished 10% higher than the entry price given out before the market opened. Doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, I have to talk about it. But let's go on to the important numbers. So you'll see on the left, the ES column, 2991, 2999, 3003, 3010, and so on. There go those lines again. 2991, so the market opened around 3000. It sold off, came into the 2991, went up, back to retest it, and went on from there. The second time around, it blew through 3,000, past 3,003, but did banter around back and forth before making a decision to trade to higher prices. The 3,010, it has not reached yet, but you saw that one on the page. How's Hog doing? So here's what happened to Harley-Davidson. Yesterday, the stock closed at 34.28. They're trading down. It's earnings season. This type of stuff happens all the time during earnings season. Remember what I always say. Stocks are heading or markets are heading for a destination. When they get to that destination, they likely turn around and go back in the other direction. If I have the destination right, this kind of stuff happens. Here's your five-minute chart. This was rapid fire. This didn't spend much time down around 32.83. In fact, the low of the day happened to be $32.67. Then it turned around. Somebody lit a match and this thing took off. Now, in my course, I teach traders how to turn trades like this into risk-free, emotionless trades. Unfortunately, I didn't do that today. I took the trade. I took a profit, but nowhere near the almost $4 that this thing ripped to the upside. And by the way, thank you for all the emails about this trade. I just can't answer them all. You know that. So this is a one fell swoop. I appreciate you just the same. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we've been talking about this thing every single day and nothing has changed. The same routine applies. Is this, and it looks to be that way, at least from today's activity, this looks to be a bullish flag pattern that will have a continuation move to the upside. We have to contend with, or the IWM has to contend with, that downsloping trend line that we look at from the weekly chart. But if, if in fact this is not going to break down, then what's the alternative? I don't make up the rules, I just follow them. What's going on over in volatility land? Another collapse in volatility. What's this telling you? It's telling you the stock market is going higher. They're not buying volatility. If they were buying volatility, it wouldn't be down 7%. What this also tells you is that there's very little concern that the markets are going to go down. 
On one hand, that's because the market's in an uptrend and it's going up. On the other hand, everybody's going to get a Sunday surprise at some point. Might not come on Sunday, but everybody's going to get a surprise one way or the other. We just don't know from exactly what price. Is it going to be S&P 500 3040, 3050? Is it going to be higher than that? Well, we're going to find out. Over in the famed transportation department, what did we do? We closed above the fugly day. Is that bullish or is that bearish? That's bullish. What is this chart telling me right now? What this chart is telling me right now, without seeing any more data from anywhere else, it's telling me that the transports likely want to get to 11,000. A trader might say, well, what about the channel we talked about last night? Well, let's draw the channel out. We'll draw it as accurate as I can. It's close enough. Look what the channel is doing. We're at 11,000 or higher at the top of the channel, depending on when we get there. It could be higher. So is 11,000 out of the question? Absolutely not. It's in the question. Want a different view? What about a 240-minute chart? What happened here? We went up to test the high of the breakdown candle. Then the market couldn't get through it, but it ate some time off the clock, busted through it to do what? Go fill the gap. The pieces to the puzzle are always there. The only question is, can we put them together? Anything new in Q land? Not really. The same thing applies to everything we just discussed. You can see exactly what's going on here. We're either going to close above the high of the breakdown candle or we're going to fail and go in the other direction. However, the daily chart still remains in an uptrend. Nothing technically wrong with the market. Moving on. Is a market likely to be going down if the financials are strong and not going down? And the answer has always been no. We all know the story in the XLF. If you're new here, we were eyeballing 2747 when we eventually gapped above that price and closed above that price on a weekly close. The market's been going up ever since. This is not the look of a bearish chart. This is the look of a bullish chart, as is the weekly chart. The weekly chart can still go back and forth for a while, but is it building energy to make another run higher to where? This pivot high up here, around 29. You see how the market takes it in stages. We talk about the XLF every night, and we talk about it in stages based on what it's doing at present. The daily chart confirms what we see in the weekly chart. Until and unless the story changes in the financial sector, we take it at face value. Now, traders will ask, well, what about all the stuff with the Fed? What about the stuff with Iran? What about the stuff with China? What about all the other stuff? Maybe it'll be sell the news event. The ECB is coming out with some kind of an announcement on Thursday. The Federal Reserve is coming out with likely a quarter point rate cut next week. Do they surprise the market in one fashion or another? Do they cut 50 basis points and the market goes higher? Or do they cut 50 basis points and the market gets spooked, says why, and goes down? We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but those are the scenarios that we'll begin to discuss over the next week or so. SMH, we talk about this one every single day. Anything wrong here? No. We've been calling this one bullish. It's been telling us to call it bullish. We don't mind calling it bullish, but it's at an important double top area. How important? Pretty important. All-time high 
type of important. Make it or break it to new highs type of important. Doesn't have to happen all at once. Maybe they do it, maybe they don't. But certainly there's nothing bearish on this chart whatsoever. Whether they do it on the first run or not is an entirely different ballgame to whether or not this chart is bullish or bearish. It is overbought. However, you know how I hate that term. Why do I hate that term? Because there's no measurement for overbought or oversold conditions as other traders like to specify. So how do we treat the quote-unquote overbought? Because there is overbought. We just can't measure it. This one is certainly overbought. We measure it here as how far extended we are away from home base. The market really never loves to get too far extended from the 20 period moving average. So whenever it gets really far extended, it tends to either go sideways for a while, eat some time off the clock, let home base work its way up to price, or come back down toward home base or a combination thereof. Is it thereof or therein? I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but a combination nonetheless. I get asked about Apple all the time. There's a ton of Appaloonians out there. That's fine. It's a great company. Where's the stock going? Well, it's likely going to fill the gap that exists, and the actual number is 210.89. Doesn't have to stop there. I'm just saying that's where it's headed, and that would be for traders looking to take profit at the next likely or obvious profit area. And that's about everything I intended to and wanted to discuss tonight. So I am going to give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.